because Harry Potter spin-off series! This is MuggleCast episode 270 for September 12th, 2013. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 270. (laughs) (laughs) I, for one, did not think we would be doing an episode so soon after our final episode, which was just back on August 27th, episode 269. We spent the whole episode talking about how the show was over, but, but we were very clear we would return when a big announcement was made. And today's announcement on September 12th certainly warrants it. Mike and Eric, hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. It is it is morning. Let's be clear on that. Several of us were woken up <laughs> to this news. And, and Andrew, you just happen to be up because you are a um, badass. You roll like that. But uh, I don't think anybody expected today or going to bed last night to wake up to this Harry Potter news. No, Micah is coming to us from New Orleans, so we know he did not get a heads-up warning about it. Not I, at all. I, the uh, the MogulCast News Center is vacant right now. I mean, I know they're doing a little bit of uh, remodeling and they're getting ready for the next podcast that's going to take over. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is uh, cool news and surprising, I would yeah. say. Well, For sure. so let's start. Let's recap what we know today. So J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers at 9.01 a.m. Eastern announced that uh, J.K. Rowling is screenwriting a essentially a Harry Potter spinoff series based on Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the mini book that she released in 2001 to benefit the comic relief charity. Uh, this book was written, of course, it was written by J.K. Rowling, but it was, uh, on the book, it says it was written by Newt's Scamander. Scamander. Scamander? Scamander. And she is going to be writing the movie series. This is a movie series from Newt's perspective. Now, the other key part about this is that this is going to be set 70 years I'm kind of shaking while I say this, by the way. This is going to be set 70 years. Are before. you cold? Uh, it's a little chilly here in California oh. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be set 70 years before the first Harry Potter book, and it's going to be set in New York. Now, I did a little check on this. Newt was born, Um. well, the, the first Harry Potter book was set in what, 91? 91-ish. So that puts this in the heart of the Roaring Twenties in New York. And Newt was born in 1897. Okay? So that means Newt is going to be a strapping 20-year-old-ish around that age? Yeah. Okay, so... So, so, I mean, I think that's an important point because now we know that this film series is going to be based around a young... Boy Wizard. A new Boy <laughs> Wizard! In New York. Yes, and J.K. Rowling, here's what J.K. Rowling had to say. Although it will be set in the worldwide community of Witches and Wizards, where I was so happy for 17 years, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is neither a prequel nor a sequel to the Harry Potter series, but an extension <laughs> spinoff of the wizarding world. <laughs> the laws and customs of the hidden magical society will be familiar to anyone who has read the Harry Potter books or seen the films, but Newt's story will start in New York. 
And then she gave some backstory on how this came to be. It all started when Warner Brothers came to me with the suggestion of turning Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them into a film. I thought it was a fun idea, but the idea of seeing Newt Scamander, the supposed author of Fantastic Beast, Beasts, realized by another writer was difficult. Having lived for so long in my fish, fictional universe, I feel very protective of it, and I already knew a lot about Newt. As hardcore Harry Potter fans will know, I liked him so much that I even married his grandson, Rolf, to one of my favorite characters from the Harry Potter series, Luna Lovegood. By the way, uh, Ivana Lynch, very excited about today's news. She quoted that little <laughs> line from the press release and was saying, hey, J.K. Rowling, just saying, come on, get me back in there. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to play old lady Luna. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's, final yeah. part, she says, as I considered Warner's proposal, an idea took shape that I couldn't dislodge. That is how I ended up pitching my own idea for a film to Warner Brothers. So there we go. What do you think, boys? There, there really is so much info right here yeah. in, in, in this in this statement. It's it's of course what we used to do is dissect uh, statements like these. Um, I mean, I guess one of the the top questions I have is: Could Warner Brothers have done a film without J.K. Rowling penning it? Because she said, kind of the idea of having Newt Scamander realized by another writer was difficult. Mm-hmm. So would they have, would they have gone ahead? And just what was Warner Brothers doing, sitting to themselves, thinking, "Hmm, there's potential here. We didn't go over every page of every Harry Potter related book. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's still Quidditch. There's still Fantastic Beasts. Beetle so, the Bard. Yeah, Beetle the Bard. So what does this really mean here that this is happening? Well, Harry Potter is a cash cow. So, yeah, of course, they they had to look through the other books and consider what they could draw out. But I have to emphasize something really important here. This is only a big deal because J.K. Rowling is writing the screenplay. This yeah. is the only reason we should be so excited. If, as Eric pointed out, somebody else was writing this, I would be excited because it is new Harry Potter news. But this is a J.K. Rowling Harry Potter spinoff. That is what makes this huge news. Michael, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing is that, you know, Eric mentioned Quidditch through the ages and you brought up Beetle the Bard. But it, there's a character here, I think, that she obviously feels a connection to and potentially thought about at one time writing more about. She she even mentions in in her quote knows a lot about this character. Uh, so that was the primary reason as to why she didn't want to let somebody else, you know, kind of take the reins here. And so I'm looking forward to all this additional information that she has stored somewhere in her head that we're now going to be able to see on a movie screen. Mm-hmm. This is another reason that this really, really much interests me is, um, you know, it's, it's set in New York. The, the book itself is, is kind of just, you know, it's a textbook. It's a school textbook. It's Harry Potter's by the way, in this movie now. (laughs) Oh, because it's in New York. Yeah. Well, no, I, because the book itself is kind of like a, uh, it's a textbook. It's just a list of magical creatures and where to find them. Apparently now where to find them is going to be on the big screen, which is really exciting. Um, but a lot of them are located – a lot of the ones in the book are located in, across Britain and Ireland, I think, if I remember incorrectly. So we're going to find out a lot 
here's another I, I can think of at least five reasons why this is like super 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 awesome couldn't think of 10 couldn't be a, a top 10 segment All right. i would, five, wouldn't want to step go. on ben's wouldn't want to step on ben's shoes but the thing is this is an opportunity for jk rowling to grow as a writer because this is her first screenwriting outing so i'm sure it appealed to her for that reason uh two it's not a harry potter sequel nor is it a harry potter prequel so you know it's kind of exciting for everybody in that respect it's not going to have the traditional harry potter logo all over it i don't think it shouldn't it really just shouldn't it should just be called fantastic beasts and where to find them people know these days that series are related when they don't have to share the same title like hobbit and lord of the rings everybody knows Okay. I think I th- I have a feeling it'll be called like J.K. Rowling's Presents. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, something like that. Or it could um, be something related to Newt Scamander. You know, yeah, but he, they want to get that Harry Potter connection, and I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, I'm just interested to see how he gets from New York over to the UK. If that's the direction that this is going in, what kind of major? events you somebody mentioned the roaring 20s earlier is he going to play into like is he responsible for the stock market crash like (laughs) those things would be really interesting to know about dragons in the in the stock exchange or something well i mean i'm looking at on the harry potter wiki uh i i it looks like rowling's gonna have to rewrite his history a little bit because um there's a surprising amount of information about him here on this Harry Potter wiki. Uh, they say that uh, he went to Hogwarts, he graduated, and then he joined the Ministry of Magic. Spent two years in the office for house elf relocation. Then he joined the Beast Division and put his knowledge of mag- magical beasts to good use. In 1918, Scamander was commissioned by Augustus Worm of Obscurus Books to write Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The book became a bestseller. Um he was then appointed to he was the headmaster of hogwarts what and, yeah <laughs> in his personal life scamander married a woman named poor pintina and fathered at least one child big by the beginning of the 90s scamander was retired and living in dorset but i don't think the film series will get that far so i mean there's a couple big elements here he went to hogwarts he worked at the ministry of magic and then he became headmaster at Hogwarts. <laughs> so where does this all play into the movie series? You know, I, I, I think just, just in my mind's eye, I think that uh, perhaps the series will take place, or at least the first film, while he's kind of traveling on location. You know, a bit like people who are researching uh, indigenous species – would do. They'll travel to their natural habitat. So perhaps he's on a, a, a particularly risky assignment in New York for a creature that only lives in New England um, or something like that. And he's writing about it and studying it. He could still be on assignment writing this book, which I think would actually tie it into the title if it's called Fantastic Peace and Where to Find Him. I think the big thing that, that's going to initially come out of this 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 first movie is – something that a lot of fans have been looking forward to, and that is an, some kind of insight into the wizarding world here in the United States. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that J.K. Rowling has has shied away from it in the past. Um, you know, there may have been a few passing references in Quidditch, possibly in Fantastic Beasts, I'm not quite sure, about the Salem Institute or something like that. The obvious references were all made to wizard school in america but 
everything other than that, nope, nothing. And we're going to see that firsthand through Newt's eyes, what the wizarding community is like, or at least was like in the 20s here in America. And that is amazing. I'm, I mean, is this going to be taking place during the prohibition period? Because when <laughs> when was that? I mean, I whenever I hear 20s, I think of Boardwalk Empire, the M- HBO show. <laughs> like, are we going to have some cross promotion between the two? Newt goes down to Atlantic City to get some uh, alcohol from Nucky Thompson, the Boardwalk <laughs> Empire character. <laughs> uh, prohibition was technically in place from 1919 to 1933. So this uh, oh, okay. technic- if it takes place in the 20s, it was probably during prohibition. So yeah, that'll be. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. By the way, 1919 to 1930, one era of American life that I do not want to ever transport back to. But if Newt's going to be there, okay, I'll watch a movie about it. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the other big aspect of this, which we already touched on, but the, the fact that this is a movie series. Warner Brothers, of course, always looking for big new franchises. Harry Potter was huge for them up through 2011 when the final... Harry Potter movie came out and by doing this you know it follows in their long line of extending franchises as far as possible of course they split Deathly Hallows into two movies mm. The Hobbit you look at The Hobbit that was one book they initially decided to split it into two movies then they talked Peter Jackson into turning it into three yeah I mean they they want to take full advantage of franchises in a way we shouldn't be shocked by this. But on the other hand, uh, there's an important question here I want to pose to you guys. Could Did you guys ever, did it ever cross your mind that the next step in the Harry Potter franchise would not be the encyclopedia, would not be a new Harry Potter book, sequel, prequel, but be a film series penned by Rowling? I don't think anybody guessed that. That's, yeah, definitely not. But that's why I think it it, it is so appealing nobody could have thought of it you know you could sit a thousand monkeys down and tell them to come up with ideas and you know and in five years they may not have come up with new harry potter movie because we thought all the literature was used up or at least all the viable literature that could be turned into a movie also jk rowling's support for this is shocking to me because um you know we thought she was done and used up with harry potter Although there is a quote here in the statement, and, and, and it's true that she always said if an idea came to her, she, she, would, she would never say never, essentially in terms of writing more Potter right. content or something like that. Right. Because it's growth for her as a writer, she's, she's going to be a screenwriter now um, you know, for this series. It's just so – it's enough different that – enough things different that it's appealing to her. And I think it'll, it's enough of the same for us because it's still her that it still interests all the fans. I also genuinely hope that she is thinking she's going to write every movie uh, mm-hmm. because, like we said, this is going to be a film series. Uh, she has to write every one, right? I would be a bit bummed. <sighs> I mean, she'll always be involved to some extent, but let's 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 just, you know, go crazy here. Let's assume we get to film six. <laughs> is, is, is J.K. Rowling going to be writing every single one of these? I, why not, right? She can determine she is she has all the power right now. She can determine how many movies there are, um, you know, and her involvement in each and every one of them. There's such a huge difference between something being authorized by J.K. Rowling and something being like Book of Spells and being um written 
by J.K. Rowling. You can tell like the fan excitement is just going to be insane. We're going to be waiting in line again for for this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's unbelievable. I think the big question though now too is who comes back into play from Potter. You know, will you, will you see David Heyman be brought yeah. back in? Will you see uh, mm. David Yates potentially, depending on what else he's working with, uh, working on? I should say. Uh, I think really, you know, going back to the question that you asked, I would never have thought that we would be so soon after because you mentioned 2011. You know, we're only two years later here, maybe almost three. Uh, from the last movie being released, and now here we are with the potential for, you know, really another Potter type of movie. So, I think though that what you are seeing, you know, recently is, and and I know that the whole cuckoo's calling thing was not supposed to happen as quickly as it did, but you're starting to see a lot more of J.K. Rowling. You're starting to see, you know, her in my opinion, really start to ramp things back up after taking some time off post Deathly Hallows. So that should be exciting for fans, I think, that you know, you're getting a new book series. It's not Potter, but you know that it's going to be a series, and now you have movie and you know that this is going to be a series. So you have more of her moving forward than yeah. you did before. Right. Oh man. Um I in in this announcement today, this was only part of an announcement between J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers. They also announced that Fantastic Beasts will be developed across the studios' video game, consumer products, and digital initiative businesses, including enhanced links with Pottermore. Um, oh, gosh. So you could expect a full line of merchandise to go along with your brand new Fantastic Beasts movie. You know what, some of those, and I don't know that we ever spent time specifically on Fantastic Beasts throughout the run of MuggleCast, but there are some really cool creatures and really cool ideas. Of course, as always, you know, J.K. Rowling, you know, provides quality uh, with her work. But, you know, it's just so very interesting now having this book, you know, get the spotlight on it. Yeah. Um, it's You know, it's not a narrative, but she'll be writing a narrative that you know, about the character who writes this book. Yeah. I think one important thing also to people who haven't read Fantastic Beasts is you shouldn't go by it and assume it's going to be a story in any capacity like Harry Potter. I mean, I haven't read it in a while, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it, it's kind of an encyclopedia of sorts, right? Well, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's always humorous, of course. It's always, you know, but it's J.K. Rowling writing as Newt Scamander. It's basically just a list, and I recall it being alphabetized, of, uh, of Fantastic Beasts, so it's an index, and um, essentially it's a little bit, little bit of information... <laughs> about thank you micah um and it just has their danger level which is the first thing so all the a lot of the dragons are like between four and five x's it has their danger level and a little bit about them like short biographies what they do what area they live in and how to well not how to find them necessarily but you get it it's just a small description of each of the beasts um that happen to be so fantastic enough to warrant the book Jumping back to Micah's point, uh, let's come up with a little wish list here of people we want involved with this. David Heyman, oh. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's this? Uh, Stuart Craig, the set designer, right? I think he has to come back. Because you, you want to carry over that look 
that we yeah. saw. And if, creatively for him, this should be refreshing because he's going to be able to take the look of Hogwarts and all these other areas and bring them into the 1920s. They should actually look somewhat similar because there's no technology in these schools, but you still want to go for an older look. So I guess exterior scenes and whatnot. Obviously, we won't see modern cars, but... Uh, that should be really Gosh. interesting. Maybe there'd be like a a, um, a wizarding version of Diagon Alley, but in New York, like yeah. Fifth Avenue, Fifth 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 and Three Quarters <laughs> Avenue, or something like that. <laughs> you, you know, so uh, it, it, the sky's the limit. Like everything is is so open. All of a sudden, it's great. But talking about your wish list, I want to see a lot of practical effects. The way that Jurassic Park did mm. beasts, you know, did dinosaurs and stuff. And so for that reason. Oh, you mean like not digital? Yeah, not digital. Like I want to see, I want to see as much practical effects as because that just not only does it hold the test of time better, but I think it, the eye still knows it's it's more real. I want to see a lot of that stuff, and for that reason, I want to have, um, I want Sam Neill to be in the movie. I realize he's Australian, but he played uh, Doctor Alan Grant in the Jurassic Park series, so I want to see him in some capacity uh, in this film, just because I think that would be cool. Well, for a wish list, uh, one would think that you're going to see Dumbledore at some point, right? I mean, oh, interesting. he's old. He's mm. very old, right? I, I forget exactly how old he is. It, she said 100, 150. He would be about the same. Um, he would be about 40 to 60 years old, I guess, in the 20s, maybe. 30 and he's really, I mean, maybe with the exception of a few others, uh, older staff members that we see at Hogwarts in the Potter series, he's probably the only uh, character that can have a meaningful storyline uh, going back that far, right? Maybe McGonagall, maybe a few others, but uh, in terms of incorporating them in, it'd be interesting to see how they do that because they're not going to be able to use the same actors, obviously. Dumbledore was born in 1881. So he'll be 40 in the 20s. Um, yeah. And but he'll like, be, what, 10, 15 years older than Newt? Something not, like that. About um, 16 but, years. You know, setting this in the 20s is right after the Great War, right after the First World War, um, and before the Second World War, which we know Grindelwald had a part in, uh, in some capacity. I, don't, I was just really, it's, it's kind of a, a time of, I want to say a good time of peace to be able to set a series like this because it's you're not dealing with some of the same things you saw in Harry Potter, like the death and destruction of it all. When did Dumbledore become headmaster of Hogwarts? Mm, well, he was still, remember, uh, Armando Dippet was headmaster in Tom Riddle's memory, which okay. was in which was in 42. So it was after 42. And, and I think... You know, the, the interesting thing for timeline's sake is that I'm pretty sure right after Dippet was Dumbledore. So that means Newt's commander, if he was headmaster of Hogwarts, had to have been headmaster of Hogwarts prior to Dippet in 42. Dumbledore, means, I see right here, Dumbledore was appointed in 1956. There we go. After Dippet left, as you thoughtfully pointed out. So it had to be before Dippet that Scamander was headmaster, which mm-hmm. means we have like a 20-year window here. Um Assuming Dippet served for like no years, but you 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 get you get what I'm saying. So Scamander's uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of good things that are about to happen to him. Uh, <laughs> I can see the series ending at Hogwarts, but how and why he gets there, especially because he always seems more like a, a field guy to me than than a desk guy. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just looking this up now too, and it says that he was headmaster prior to Dippet. There we go. But um, yeah, I mean, the hows and the whys obviously are up to uh, J.K. Rowling's creative uh, talents here. This is yeah. Super as much as great as it is to read background info on Newt, I can't help but feel a lot of this is going to be rewritten for the sake of the movie because of the fact that it's going to be set in New York. So some things are going to have to be changed around. Because the fact that he's no longer, uh, you know, I don't, I don't say nobody, but, you know, one of those characters that was never called into action or never had to have a, a fully realized story. Yeah. Um, things will be modified for sure. I am wondering about a release date for this movie, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say... 2015 is too soon. I would say 2016 or 2017 is when we're going to get the first news about this. So, or sorry, when the first movie is going to be released, meaning they would potentially shoot in 2015, late 2014. Obviously, Warner Brothers wants to get this rolling as soon as possible. So, <laughs> I could imagine them starting to shoot in 2014 or early 2015. Uh, because, I mean, in terms of how films work, Right now, they're planning Batman versus Superman. That's their big summer 2015 movie. I could see this being their big summer 2016 movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, may or maybe a November launch, like the like the first Harry Potter movies were before oh, they moved to the summer. Takes me back, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, now, guys, we have to uh, do our announcement where um, we're going to be coming uh, what bi monthly now with these news updates. No, and no, we're going to change. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to change from chapter by chapter. We have to go monster by monster now in uh, Fantastic Beasts uh, for the thing. I got to credit um, my girlfriend with that idea, but she's like, you guys got to do that. Well, it um, does raise that question. What What does this mean for, for my <laughs> I will say, I, I, no commitment right now. Well, of course, uh, you know, it's, it's so long off from now. This is great news, of course, today, but it's still so long off. This is yeah. not a movie coming out next year or even the year after that. Oh, gosh. When, <laughs> next month in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> They've been secretly shot shooting. Yeah. Oh, this gosh. is why Matt Smith left Doctor Who. He's becoming Newt. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you guys want to see cast as Newt? I wanted to ask Matt you Smith. That. No, Matt I, Smith? I, actually, Matt Smith would probably be a good age for this. Um, God, I don't, I don't know. Any other ideas? You got to pick somebody who's what? Late 20s? And British, but in America. How about somebody who's well, can a great actor, can pull off any sort of role. He's going to be in his late 20s. He can do a, a, a big, a great American accent. Actually, you don't need an American accent. Um, Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> Dan Radcliffe will not. Will not. I God, I you just got to look at a, a variety of young adult actors. I don't know Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> who was in. Uh, I was thinking of Benedict. He's a little tall. He's a little taller than the Newt. I'm thinking of. Uh, you know what though? This is gonna sound a bit crazy, but if you look at this picture of Newt on the Harry Potter wiki, oh God, I can see Benedict in this role. <laughs> He's kind of got least... a longish face, like Newt. I don't know where this photo is from. Maybe the, <laughs> the theme park, but I can see it. Oh gosh, that would be him uh, as a as a headmaster, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hmm. There's there's a lot of people. Who's the guy in uh, who's in Warm Bodies? Oh, Nicholas that, Holt. Nicholas Holt. I'd like to see him as Newt's commander. 
I think he's um, a, he's a little young looking for me. I think this has to be somebody around the Matt Smith age. Nicholas Holt currently age wise is um, eighty nine, so he's twenty four. So yeah, I think Nicholas Holt. That's who I'm gonna pick for for my Newt's commander. You know um, what though? Honestly, I not to cheapen it or anything, but they do gotta they gotta pick a young, good looking guy. That's what's gonna help this take off. They need mm-hmm. to, that we need a you know Harry was Harry of course an amazing character, but I don't know if he was one that people really like fawn over he was by far a sex symbol because that would have been weird i think because right. he's he's your he's your hero but yeah. when you're not when you're not telling a story about life and death war and revenge prophecies wizard you know and and a hero story when you're not telling a hero's tale you can have a lot of fun with those kinds of things i think as as a um was a protagonist is wading through the the wide world of of beasts yeah you know it's just it's an adventure story more than Harry Potter was. Yeah, and I'm not saying it has to be like a heartthrob or anything, but I think it it needs to be a good looking. Heck, even for my sake, you know, just for me, whatever. It has to be a good looking guy. <laughs> I feel you got you got to have you want to push the marketing and you want to have a big launch for this franchise. I, I mean, can do it, Micah. You want to do it? <laughs> I can do it. You're about the right age. I- that's right. I've, I have. How's your British accent, Micah? Oh, we, they they have things that can be done. Too. Say no, no. You have to, <laughs> it has to be legit. Say hello, I'm Newt Scamander. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I <laughs> can't. Oh, he's got cold feet. We'll have to get a few drinks in him, then maybe he'll do it. <laughs> oh gosh, it's still early though. Uh, oh, uh, hold I on, guys. Because I have to. Uh, oh, do you? Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should. Maybe we should wrap it up. I don't think there's much more to be said, actually. But, um, you know, uh, as terms of future of uh, more on this on MuggleCast, we'll 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 see we'll see what happens in the future. We may be a long way off from new developments about this, so it may be a while. But it's true when J.K. Rowling says something, usually it's a couple years before she gets back onto social media. So, <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> we got like six months at least. And you know, the thing is, did she even use her Twitter for this? Because I think it said it was posted on no, Facebook. She didn't even use the Twitter, but she uses it on Facebook. She's yeah. on Facebook with this stuff. What well, is Facebook that? is more popular, so mm. and she's got more followers. One point eight million on Facebook. <laughs> <sighs> And and uh, by the way, you know, sorry to plug it, but we uh, we will be talking about this on Hype Hypeables podcast as well tomorrow. So, yeah, I know we have uh, an Alohomora scheduled as well about it. Um, what else are we? T- we got goo. We got. Uh, we're probably going to be mentioning it on all of our podcasts. Let's be honest. This <laughs> yeah. is this is pretty huge news. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Mike and Eric, thanks for getting on at the last minute. Send in no some problem. emails. We still got the email account, mugocast at gmail.com. Send in your theories. What what kind of plot line would you like to see in this Fantastic Beast movie? How about some casting? Pay, make some casting choices for Newt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and furthermore, what creatures do you want to see in, in these movies? Go pick up your copy of the book. Tell yeah. us what creatures you want. I have always wanted to see, for instance, the Lethifold, who this is. Cont- that's what this is all about. It's all to yeah. promote sales of the book. It, they were down, <laughs> so now now people well, are going to go out and buy it like crazy. Comic relief has to be relieved, if you can say that. I mean, this is brand new life breathing into mm-hmm. 
the 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 book. I, I'm sure they got a call from Joe saying, "Okay, this is you might want to print a little bit more copies." Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is amazing, and you know, this seems to be a real passion project for Joe, much like Cuckoo's Calling was because it was so secretive. But it, it seems to have been just worked out between Joe and the CEO of Warner Brothers, this Kevin Sujihara. Um, who I guess would be like the guy you need to talk to to greenlight this sort of thing. Um, I'm I'm just blown away that this news blew up like this. This has been amazing. Yeah, same. I'm I'm in shock. I'm. This has been a very long two hours of shock. <laughs> Uh, well, th- again, thanks everybody for listening. Twitter, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you updated on all the v- developments. There are social media: twittercom slash MuggleCast, facebookcom slash MuggleCast, MuggleCast.com, MuggleCast at gmail.com. Thanks everybody. Gash. Thanks everybody I'm for Cliff. listening. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. And I'm Mike Catanabo. We'll see you next time Welcome down the road. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> all right, bye.